What is happening, all you sexy motherfucking people? Good, beautiful motherfucking morning. Uh, where I am located right now, it is in Kentucky. And it is 2.30 in the motherfucking morning. And I'm like fucking wired. Oh, and it's driving me nuts. Because I really want to fucking go to sleep. Uh, many reasons for that. To uh, feed my desire for depression. I just want to fucking die. Go to sleep. Death sleep. There you go. That's 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 what I mean by die. Just that, that fucking sleep that just... Mm, everything goes away. That's the depression in me. Uh... But also, because, like, seriously, I don't want to fucking be up at 2.30 in the goddamn morning. I want to get my body back on a goddamn schedule. Um, so, uh, we're going to call this episode Shot in the Fucking Dark. Okay? Because it's like 2.30 in the morning. 2.31. And, you know, I'm tired of fucking him hawing around the goddamn bush. Is really what it is. Like... Yeah, I can sit here and I, I know the reasons why I'm awake. You know, I, I can sit here and put them all out. But also, it's like those little things that are underneath those things that I know about. That are really fucking, really have brought the fruition of shot in the dark episode. So, I'm going to come out with it. I'm a recovering meth addict. And... I'm not doing any court-ordered rehabilitation or any uh, recovery. Uh, it is not mandated in any way, shape, or form. Uh, however, it normally, I guess, if you will, goes. You know, it's not like a, a have-to kind of thing. Like, you know, it's ordered or anything. But, uh... uh I have made the choice to get straight. Wow. And I really don't even like saying that fucking word. That's, whoo, whoa. That's the first time I've said that word ever. Uh, uh, whew. In regards to my, uh, being clean. I've always called it sobriety. At first it was, I thought, you know, honestly, this is a deep moment. I've always called it sobriety and I never really thought as to why. And then when I did start thinking as to why, the, uh, the thought that did come to mind was uh, because of the job that I've got, um, it's more acceptable and people don't ask questions. You know, when you hear the word, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sober. They immediately think, oh yeah, he's, you know, he just had a drinking problem, you know. And then they go through the memories of you and well, this is what my thoughts do anyway. You know, they go through the memories of being around you and well, when was he drunk and when was he, you know, fucking drunk? And, and 
maybe a little drunker. When did I smell alcohol? You know, so it's a, it, it, it was, it was a bald faced lie to myself that, uh, reverberated out to the rest of the world. Holy shit. This, uh, this episode is not going <laughs> what I thought. Uh, that's the first time I've ever said straight uh, or the, the word that I just said. See, like my body, you know, my mind's going through this uh, uh, checklist of dude, shit just went way fucking sour and you're vulnerable and you need to shut down and I'm not going to. The balls to the wall, fucking balls deep, feet first, go with this. I'm a recovering meth addict. And, oh, that's the word, clean. See, when you say clean, people automatically go to, you know, what their interpretation of the most hardcore, evil, nasty fucking drug is. And in most cases, it's either heroin or meth. Uh, to which, in this case, it would be correct. It was meth. Um, I've been clean for about a month and a half, two months. I've not kept track of the days. Um, there are many reasons to this. First and foremost, I don't believe that my cleanliness or sobriety or whatever the fucking word it is for it... Uh, can, should, or ought, <laughs> whatever word you want to use with that, to be used and judged by a day. Yeah, I, I can go deep into this, but we're, we're not doing that. This, I'm running with this fucking vulnerable moment. Um, I started this episode uh, as a, uh, you know, I need to get this off my chest, you know, and it was about meth addiction. Uh, I started season two of this podcast with the intent of <clears throat> reaching out to anybody the fucking listening. I don't give a fuck if you're a Baptist, a fucking devil worshiper. I don't give a fuck if you're a female or a male. I don't give a fuck if you're a child or an old fart. I don't give a fuck if you're rich or poor. I don't give a fuck if you're black or white. I don't give a fuck who or what or where you're from or are. I love you. And I want you to know that. You're cared for because I care for you. I want you to know that. The reason I say that is because going through meth addiction alone is, it's fun. You don't think of anything. You're invincible. And the whole world's on your side. But going through recovery, through meth addiction, is, it's hell. It sucks. And I know I'm not alone. And that's, that's why I started season two. I have struggled with thoughts and feelings and emotions and words and, and physical, uh, just, and I will not allow myself to lie to myself 
or believe the lies that I've told myself that I'm the only one that has suffered like this. Or I have to suffer like this. I've tortured myself all of my life. And I'm damn good at it. I don't say that with pride. I, I say that with pure honesty. Um, a lot of my subconscious triggers are all aimed at uh, my self-destruction. Not physically or anything like that. In, in, in some ways, yes, it's been physical. But mostly it's emotional, mental, and spiritual trauma that I purposely cause for myself. Going through meth addiction alone is... Fuck. And when I say alone, I, I will straight out call my fucking self out. I am alone because I choose to be alone. Straight the fuck up. I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, fucking poor, poor, pitiful me. Fuck no. Fuck no. It's, whoa, ooh, this sucks. Because I choose for it to fucking suck. Um, and there's a level of suck with it that 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 I believe is not necessarily... <laughs> Let me rephrase that because I'm not going to allow myself to build upon a lie. The whole thing sucks and I chose all of it. All of it, all of it, all of it. However, I do believe the level of suckness could be eased <laughs> if I were to choose to reach the fuck out. That's what I'm trying to say. That's Well, that's what I said. I said it. I meant it. I'm here to represent it. <laughs> that's from my boy Hank Moody. Oh, fuck. I missed that show. That's a good show. Californication. It really helped... Uh, <clears throat> really helped me in my formative years. And by formative years, or however you say that word, it was not in my childhood. <laughs> it was in my spiritual youth, if you will, when I was really uh, really coming out to find myself and uh, really starting to man the fuck up. You know, like my balls really didn't drop until I was like 29, so... <laughs> Oh, shit. That's when I really started making my own life decisions. And when I say that, I mean, like, literally, I chose to do something, and I did it. I wasn't forced to do something. I didn't do it kicking and screaming. I made a decision, and I stuck with it, you know. And I've spent from 29 till 34 now, my math is not the greatest on the fly, uh, doing just that. <laughs> You know, all right, look, I said this, so I'm doing this, or I'm going to do that. You know, there is no, well, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to, it's just, I fucking did it. And then owning up to, you know, what I've done. Uh, one of those things is, is owning up that I had a meth addiction, like no fucking other. And because I chose that, now I choose to be clean. And... Being clean is not easy. Going back to the alone part. Uh, I have my brother in whom lives in the world. We'll say that. That motherfucker travels all over the goddamn place. He generally resides in California. Uh, we, were both, we both grew up and were raised in Michigan. And I know I have other people that I can call. And you know, I'll go through it. 
call myself the fuck out. There, there's things like pride. There's things like regret. There's things like guilt that prevent me from making a lot of different phone calls to people that I know I could talk to. Uh, but going aside that, I don't want other people that have gone down the same road or similar paths to what I've walked to feel like Jesus fucking Christ, there's nothing out here for me. You know, I right now am in a, uh, excuse me, take a sip of coffee. I right now am in a uh, recovery program through a Mormon church. I've been part of it for about a month and a half now. Uh, it's, I, I, I've been up front with the people that have uh, offered the service. They're beautiful, lovely, awesome motherfuckers. They shine so goddamn bright. It's it's beautiful. Uh, I was up front with them when I started talking to them. Look, you know, yeah, this is this is where I'm coming from. So in a lot of ways, you could look at it like I'm using you as a platform to get to more help. But I'm also open to the idea of receiving help from your perspective. And goddamn, I love connecting with these people. Uh, it's a husband and wife that run the program. They've had it for about three, four years now, I think. Uh, I'm not giving details to the program, mainly because I don't remember the exact fucking name of the program. Uh, that and I really haven't discussed... Uh, uh, legalities with them, you know, I, I, I don't know how this shit works, but anyway, <clears throat> I'm going through that and it's helpful in the aspect of, it gives me the belief that there are people out there that are searching for other people to console with that are just like me. <sighs> It's not helping in the aspect of it's not allowing me to totally fucking open up. And that's what I really started this podcast up again for. You know, the past month and a half. Let me say this. January is when I started to try to be clean. And I fell off that fucking wagon or fell on it. However that's fucking put, I don't remember. Uh, I got clean for like a week. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I ran out of fucking meth for a week. And then, you know, I got money and then I got back on it. And then I went like two weeks and then I got back on it. And, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to give it a good effort. And then tomorrow I did it again. There, there were a couple of times I fell off. I'm not proud of it. I'm not trying to make light of it, no. That was like the month of January for me. February, uh, somewhere in the beginning to the middle part of February, um, I got high. I was high for like two weeks. And somewhere towards the end of February, not the last week, I know that much, but somewhere towards the last, you know, in there. I was high for like four or five days and I have not touched it since, but I have, God damn it. I have fucking thought about it. You know, I've thought about it and you know, what really, what really helps me not crave it 
is knowing how physically damaging it is to my body. And that's not going with what the doctors have said or the world has said or what I've read about in this book or that book or what I heard about on TV. That's going with the physical fucking hell that I go through when I detox. <clears throat> and when I say detox, don't think like, oh yeah, you know, detox, man. That generally means like you're on it for a prolonged period of time. No. For me, that's not how it works. I could use right now, you know, I, I smoked it. Every now and then I'd snort it, but my preference was smoking it. I could smoke some right now, just this, you know, little teeny weeny bit. And literally when I start coming down, you know, how, you know, let's say it was some decent stuff. I could smoke it now. It's two, uh, two, figure three o'clock, figure by, uh, 5.30, I'd be like, all right, let's get ready. That's when I'd start my detox. Like my hands would start cramping and aching and peeling and yo, oh, and then I'd start twitching. I'd have little finger twitches and then I'd start having little facial twitches and then I'd start being real, real, real fucking sensitive to light. And that's not even without my pupils being dilated. Hell, it's, it's hell. Absolute fucking hell for my body. I do not fucking like it. And I remember that thought when anytime, and when I say anytime, it's, it's often. Anytime I sit and think, man, if I just had a quick little bump. Oh yeah, fuck that. Remember what happened the last goddamn time? Fuck that. It took me three weeks, three fucking weeks to get rid of my finger twitches. Goddamn, it drove me nuts. I started this because I don't want people to, to, to feel like they're alone. You know, everybody's lives are different and life is a matter of perspective. And I understand this and I respect this. But God damn it, I am one motherfucking person. One motherfucking person out of billions. One. I know for a fact. I know for a goddamn fact. Not because I've got statistics or papers or a screen in front of me telling me, but because I feel it in my gut. I know I'm not the only one that's going through this. I know. I know I'm not the only one that's been through this. I know there are so much more that have been through worse, that have been through less. I know there are other people out there that I can talk to about this. To help. Whether it be a program. Whether it be a simple fucking, you know, shout out. And if I, me... Me, awesome, sexy motherfucking me, feels like this. Then out of the billions of motherfuckers out there, I know there's other people feeling like this. And I know I don't like feeling like this. And I don't want nobody else to feel like this. No matter what your addiction is, no matter what you're, you're going through, I, I don't give a fuck what you're going through. Don't ever feel like you can't fucking find somebody. Believe me, I spent and I'm still fucking looking for somebody to just fucking really like 
Rawr, there it is, too. That's why this is called a shot in the dark, because I'm in the fucking dark, literally. I, well, not literally, I mean, figuratively, <laughs> because literally I'm sitting here with all my fucking lights on down there. <laughs> oh, I'm in the dark. And this is my last fucking round. And even if it's not my last fucking round, I can bang on the floor. I can clap my hands. I can voice my goddamn words. I will always find a way to make a noise. No matter how dark it is. Don't ever feel like you're absolutely, positively, 100% fucking alone. And if you do, don't feel guilty. Don't feel lesser than me. Boo-boo, I'm right there with you. There are times I feel so goddamn alone like I literally can't fucking breathe. About a month ago, I started cleaning this place up. You know, I don't know why they call uh, meth houses trap houses. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm like, you know, maybe it's not even the same thing. I don't fucking know. But my point to this is, is Man, I grew up, well, not grew up, uh, you know, uh, say 25 to, well, 22 to fucking 27, 28. You know, all I heard was, oh, meth people, your meth heads' houses are so fucking nasty. You know, when I started getting into meth, my house was fucking spotless. My house was clean. And it wasn't because, oh, God, I got meth, I got clean. No, I like my house tidy. I, I like my things a certain way. You know, my tools have a place. My clothes have a place. Everything has a place. And, you know, life is a lot better when it's, you know, I'm organized. For me, that's how it goes for me. And uh, from about December, well, yeah, about, de- yeah, about December, yeah. Well, you could definitely... Definitely say about the end of last November. We'll start there. Till February. Man, I lost grip of fucking everything. Man, I got clothes piled up on my couch. I got shit all up in the cabin above the the cab. I live in a 21-foot RV, by the way. You know, I got fucking shit everywhere. Hell, I didn't do my goddamn dishes for a month and a half. And that's even a lie. I think it was closer to like two and a half months. Man, I didn't fucking do any dishes. Man, there was like dust and dirt and shit. I have two cats and there was fucking their kitty litter box was fucking full of shit and piss. Fucking kitty litter all over the damn floor. Oh, it was wretched. And the smell this place produced. Oh, shit. It was wretched. And, uh, I, uh, I started getting things cleaned up. And I don't remember where I was going with this, other than to say, uh, yeah, I really don't remember where I was going with this. My, uh, my point is, 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 is it got, it got disgusting. It got nasty. And, uh, 
it was a beautiful, beautiful physical representation of what was going on inside me. You know, I, I, I truly believe that I project my reality outwardly. So what I see outwardly, you know, at that time was absolute disgust, stench, filth, decrepitude. If that's not a word, it sounds cool. Just shit. Absolute fucking shit. It wasn't until I started getting straight that I realized how bad this place truly was. You know, I've been working on this place for a month and a half now, two months, and it's come a long way. It's still got a long way to go. Uh... I really don't remember where the fuck I was going with that. Uh, and I'm not going to let that hang me up. I, I'm going to be honest and real with y'all. Uh, I don't want y'all to feel alone. No matter how dark it is. No matter how how hot that hell is that you go through. No, that's a cigarette, boo-boo. It's not a bowl. That's a cigarette. Uh, I don't want y'all to fucking suffer. Let me rephrase that. I want you to suffer, and I want you to go through your hell. Because it's that shit right there that's going to help grow you and define you if you let it. Or it's just going to be another fucking bar that you yourself put on your own self-made prison. Yeah, I'm calling you to fuck out, motherfucker. Because I'm calling myself out at the same time. I want you to go through those things. But I don't want you to do it alone. I want you to know you're not alone. I remember when I first... The first time I really took a step at being clean. I went two weeks without meth. And... Man, I tell you what, I went through some fucking gnarly goddamn withdrawals. Like, my heart would stop every now and then. Uh, Like, my breath would skip. It, you know, I'd be like... <sighs> I mean, it was fucking gnarly for a minute. Not to mention, like, how my fucking body reacted. Good God. Like, my joints and shit. Holy fuck. And it scared me so fucking bad. And what really scared me was I knew I was about to go through hell. You see, somehow along the way, I found a way to convince myself that the shit I'm going through now, no matter how physical, painful it is, no matter how mental, emotional, spiritual, no matter what, this is the start of it. <laughs> like, I could be in the middle of a full-blown coronary fucking explosion. My heart just in my chest. And somehow, my goddamn brain will convince me, this is just the start of it, bro. <laughs> so, hang in there somehow. <laughs> oh, but I remember when I was going through it, right there at the start, it's like, you know, this is, this is, this is nothing. You know, and I know a lot of that comes from, like, the ego. 
like comparing myself to stories and people I've heard and met along the way, you know, it's like, you know, there is a level of ego with it, but it's also a humbling experience because like I'm able to then take myself out of my suffering for a moment, even though I'm still suffering as I'm taking myself out of the suffering <laughs> and I'm able to look at it like, okay, am I dying? Uh, you know, Life could be so much worse. You know, I'm able to, like, give myself a humbling, gratuitous moment, if you will. And it's it's almost like a boost of negative faith. I, I'm, I'm, like, totally in this moment here with you and questioning what the fuck, dude. Like, it's not a false faith, but it's like... Uh, it's like I'm building faith in self on a level that I don't know and don't understand. So, like, for example, I was going through all this physical ailment and shit through the detox. And, like, somehow, like, you know, my brain was pulling up images of shit that I've looked up through meth addicts and, and through things that I've heard and things that I've seen. And it's like, wow, you know, things could be so much worse, you know. And somehow my brain ran with that, was like dude, like, this is just a start, so this really ain't even shit, you know, your skin on your hands looks like fucking alligator, nasty, torn, fucked up, peeling, flaking shit, like, that's smooth as baby's ass compared to what's coming, bro, so, like, you're alive, you're able to barely use your hand, but the fact is, you can use your hand, keep on going, bro, bro, I don't know why I said bro, bro, bro. Anyway, it's, two, it's fucking 3 o'clock in the morning, and I'm fucking just, I'm loving y'all right now. Um, I don't care what addiction you've got. In the pit of your own hell, you know goddamn well how bad you torture yourself. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. Because I'm not you. I don't know what's good for your life. That's up to you to decide. You're not my fucking responsibility. I am my own responsibility. <clears throat> and I know, for me, torturing myself has become a pleasurable thing. To the point where I really, really watch myself most times, and really try to figure out, all right, am I like trying to destroy my life right now, or am I trying to actually learn something from this right now, and I've gotten to the point where I can understand, let me rephrase that, I understand that the hell that I go through, through this, we'll, we'll be specific with it, the hell that I go through with this meth recovery, um, I'm not going to put a percentage on it, but I will say this. Most of it is unwarranted. It is. Most of it is unwarranted. It is the bullshit inside my head, trapping myself into a fucking corner, and then having a little pity trip, and waiting for somebody to come rescue me. Fully knowing nobody's going to come rescue me, and that I need to man the fuck up, grab my balls... And keep on fucking moving forward. And if you don't have balls, physically, 
you have metaphorical balls and they're big. Trust me. Cause like I have balls, but I, I prefer to grab my big metaphorical balls cause they're bigger. And, and you know, I get a lot more shit done when I grab my metaphorical balls than I do my physical balls. <laughs> oh fuck. I'm single. <laughs> it is fucking three o'clock in the goddamn morning. <laughs> Like I said, I'm one motherfucking person that feels the way I do, and I know I'm not the first, and I know goddamn well I'm not going to be the last, and I don't want nobody else to feel like this, and I'm tired of wondering where you motherfuckers are at, I'm tired of wondering how to fucking help you motherfuckers, I'm tired of fucking not seeing you motherfuckers through my own darkness. If I never see your face, that's cool. If I never hear your voice, that's cool. But I'm not going to sit in my dark any goddamn longer and allow myself to not reach the fuck out with some form of fucking noise to a, let the rest of the fucking world know. You're not alone. You're not alone. I'm not going to sit here and try to blow smoke up your ass and build a false faith or a false belief in anything, no. But I can say this. You're not alone. Keep moving forward. I don't judge your life. You judge your life. You know when you're moving forward and you know when you're being a pussy-ass little whiny little fucking bitch-ass motherfucker that's having a pity trip. Step the fuck up and keep moving forward. I'll leave my email in the link. Uh, I don't do social media no more. I've had multiple accounts uh let me rephrase that. I've had multiple platforms. Facebook. I actually just got on Facebook today for the first time since like fucking three, four months ago. And I got on there only for like 10 minutes just to see if I could find somebody. And I found the motherfucker. Turns out the motherfucker wanted to get a hold of me. So I was like, hey, bro, what's up? Let's connect. And then I got the fuck off. <laughs> uh on Facebook, it's Stephen Ray Osterman. That's my uh, business page, I believe. Uh, Maqua Bear is another name that you can look up. That's M-U-K-W-A, also M-A-K-W-A, Bear. Uh, I used to be on Instagram. I don't know if I still have a page there or not. I used to be on TikTok. Don't know if I got a page on there. I'm slowly getting back into this... Uh, social media thing first and foremost definitely podcasting you know the first and foremost this is this is this is rejuvenating to me you know i just spent the last 35 fucking minutes pouring my fucking soul out and giving love and honesty and vulnerability things that i want in my life 
And I've come to the understanding that if you want those things, you've got to be willing to give those things first. That's how it works in my life anyway. You know, that's not based on one specific faith, Christian, Catholicism, Buddhism, Taoism, this, that, the other thing. That's not based on one specific lifestyle or upbringing. That's just the way things have worked in my life that I've noticed. You know, if I want sex, I got to give sex. Actually, I really don't think it works that way. And we're just going to stay right off the sex topic for right now. <laughs> now, seriously, I want love. I want light. I want laughter. I want healing. I want vulnerability. I want trust. And in order for me to have those things, I know I have to be willing to give those things. And I also have to be willing to receive those things. You know, I've found that giving and receiving, whew, they are, they are fucking powerful tools. But I've also found that receiving things is, is oftentimes harder than, than giving things. Uh, for example, love. You know, love just in the broad spectrum of it, you know, not even breaking it down or getting specific. Love. I want love. And it's so easy for me to give love. But receiving love? Wow, that's uh, something I still practice and learn every day. But it also teaches me that, you know, love is still a conditional thing in me. Love is still a thing that I'm trying to control. Love is something that has restrictions and limits. And those are things that I am learning and learning to get rid of. Because love truly is unconditional. And that's why I'm on here talking to you. I don't want nobody to feel like they're not loved, you know, because a lot of times going through this recovery, this meth recovery, I feel like I'm not loved. You know, no matter how many times I talk to my brother, no matter how many times, you know, people around me, you know, oh, wow, Bear, that's fucking awesome, dude, you're great, Bear, that's great, Bear, you're awesome, doesn't matter how much praise I get. Most times throughout the day, I don't feel fucking loved. And that's a bullshit lie to myself, and I know it, because the fact that I woke up, that's a reason to receive love. The fact that I'm looking at my goddamn front of the RV right now, and all the shitty mess that's in front of me, that's a reason to love. That's a reason for me to receive love. The fact that I can feel my warm hand on my warm hand and my other warm hand on my warm foot. That's reason for me to receive love. You know, there are many, many, many things throughout the day that are giving me love that I'm not receiving. Just simply because I'm not paying attention to it or I'm ignoring it. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It's a thing. It's all it is. I'm going to let y'all go. Be vulnerable, people. No matter what you're dealing with, be vulnerable.
Be willing to be vulnerable. There is true power in healing, in recovery, in strength, in faith, in belief. Just in one simple fucking word, vulnerability. You can conquer galaxies. You can overcome anything. Just a little bit of vulnerability. And I'm not saying you got to be vulnerable with people or things. That will come in time in your own way that you know how. Be vulnerable with yourself. You know, I started this episode. I don't even remember where the fuck I was going with it when I started it. But here we are now. And... I'm not going to hit the delete button. This motherfucker's getting put up. Straight the fuck up. I call myself out on it. God damn, I love you motherfuckers. It's just one of those, uh, it's one of those nights where I just really want y'all to know I love you. I want y'all to know that you're not going through it alone. This is, this is my shot in the dark. To anybody that wants to listen. Be sexy. Stay awesome. And I love each and every one of you motherfuckers. Stay tuned for more.